Hello, everybody. QI Punks, episode seven of the Data is Revolting series. And if you are familiar with American football or you played it as a kid, this episode's called Kicking or Sticking. So now that we are starting to test out some change ideas, we need to figure out if we are going to keep going down the same path that we're trying or if we're going to try something new. And we will talk about that right after the song. If you graph the numbers of any system, patterns emerge. Four, eight, 15, 16, and 20. 372. Simple mathematics. Work at eight, dude. I got 141 and two-thirds chance. Yeah. I will bobble around science. The numbers don't lie. Episode 7, we are into the second half, and I am pretty excited by that. Uh, halfway through the process that I was working on, um, halfway to my first set of podcasts in a series. So we have talked about why we want to track data. We've talked about how to count stuff. We've talked about what might be meaningful for you to uh, go ahead and look at. Um, and then we've talked about how to generate some test ideas on how to try to make things better, things that you think might result in improvement. And then once you've put one of those into place, you've done a small test change, like we've talked about in episode six, now it's time to take a look at what actually happened and make some decisions. Uh, and the most important decision you're going to have to make um, is what, if you, if you played football as a kid like I did, kicking or sticking. So you get to fourth down, um, it's the end of the road for this series, and I have to decide, am I going to punt and give the ball away and regroup and try again, or am I really going to try to push this thing through, see if I've got something here that's worth uh, going through with? Um, in some of the other improvement worlds, you'll hear um, adopt, adapt, or abandon thrown around, and we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit today. So, uh, so now you've tried something. You tested something. Um, when I was doing my, my curse reduction thing, one of the first things I tried was writing down every time I had said a swear word, uh, usually a nice four-letter one, and then tried to rewrite it and see if I could make myself just sort of a punishment model. I don't always recommend a punishment model, but that was what I tried with myself first. Um, and so rewriting sentences in ways that could be different, um, ways that I could could phrase things differently. So once I went through with that, now I have to take a look at it. What did my test produce? Um, and I recommend small test to change. I tested that over one day and then took a look to see, you know, where was I? And you can look at that objectively in your data. You can say whatever my test group was this day. Let's say you're working in a healthcare system and you had like one person or one crew try something out. You can look at that and say, what was their performance compared to the normal median? Um, we talked about counting stuff. We talked about generating medians. If their performance was an improvement over the median, doesn't necessarily prove that you had a good idea on that one. Um, like we talked about it, it takes a few days, it takes a few cycles, it takes extra numbers seven or eight days in a row of, of something being an improvement to really prove it. But it is an indicator that you could be on the right track. It's also possible, let's say you've got a big, um, and I'll use an EMS system because that's what I'm most mostly familiar with, and we've got 100 care providers within our system. 
So having one person try one thing on one day is probably not going to generate enough data to show that something really worked from an objective standpoint. Um, even if it's, you know, if it's positive and it went above the median, great. If it was negative and they were below the median, it was great. Looks maybe like an improvement, but our overall numbers are also not going to budge. One person out of the 100 isn't going to do anything. And it's really okay to have subjective feedback on some of your change ideas where you just go to the crew and say, how'd it go? Um, or you look within yourself and say, how do I think that went? Do I think this was a good thing or not? Um, and there's, there's kind of three basic outcomes you can have for any small test that you can do. Um, you may look at the test and say, I actually didn't do what I intended to do. So I brainstormed an idea, had a change idea I thought was going to work. I went out and I actually didn't do it. I didn't do any of the things that I set out to do. I didn't do the thing that I thought was going to result in improvement. And you'll have to regroup from there. You may look at it and say, I actually did the thing that I intended to do, but there were way more variables, way more context, way more factors that I didn't account for that impacted the results. Because maybe I didn't like the results. I actually didn't get what I wanted to. And I tried the thing like I like I thought I was supposed to, I tried the idea I had, didn't work. But I think it didn't work because there were other things that I hadn't really planned around. That's okay. You may look at it and say, I tried the thing, it was awesome. It was great. It actually went exactly as I wanted it to, and it produced the results I was hoping to get. That's that's a great piece of data to have. Or you may look at it and say, I actually I did it exactly as I wanted to. The lay of the land was exactly as I thought it was. And it didn't work. Implemented it correctly, and what I thought would result in improvement didn't work. And that's okay. So you'll have to sit down at the end of the of your test and look at your information and say, where do I want to go from here? Do I want to, let's say it was, I implemented it, went exactly as I wanted it to, produced the results that I, I thought were going to be good. Great. Maybe I want to try that again tomorrow. Maybe I want to replicate this for a few days to see if this is something that produces long-term improvement the way I wanted it to. Or if it's the one person in a 100-person system thing, tomorrow maybe we have three people try it. Maybe something that works for me or works for the one person that tried it that day might not work for everybody. And that's a really, really interesting piece of information. Does it work on day shift, but not on night shift? Does it work on floor one, but not on floor five? Does it work in the ER, but it doesn't work on the telehealth bed? So a lot of those things can be really interesting as you scale out. It worked for one person. So let's try a couple of more small changes. Um, something I implemented it and it didn't work, but I think it didn't work because there were other factors involved. So rather than keep testing the same thing, rather than sticking with this um, and pushing forward with it and trying to expand, maybe I want to modify it. Maybe I need to adapt this to, to uh, account for the lay of the land a little bit better. Um, or you might look at something and say, no, I implemented it perfectly. There was no other extra information to have, and it failed spectacularly. Um, objectively, I don't think it worked in the data. Subjectively, I don't think it worked just from my feelings on the thing. And you might get rid of it. That's okay. You've done one small test on one day and generated a piece of learning. It was great. You're not doing these initial tests to solve the world's problems tomorrow. Uh, we call these uh, PDSA cycles. 
stands for Plan, Do, Study, Act. So you came up with a change idea, you planned, you put it into place on a, on a particular day or a particular shift or a couple of hours. So you're doing some work, you study that work, and then you act on it. And the act on that might be to plan and do and study act over and over and over and over again. Um, in fact, it probably should be to plan, do, study, act a lot. A lot of times in healthcare, um, especially in EMS, what we do is we plan act. So we plan oftentimes forever. We spend months and months and months and months and months generating a, what we think is going to be the perfect change to make. And we've talked about this a couple of times before on, on some of these other episodes. And then we implement. And so we act on it and we push it out into the system and it's never perfect. It's never meeting the patient. It's never meeting the system exactly the way that we thought it would from all of the planning that we did sitting inside of a room somewhere. So rather than spend six months planning something that ends up not being the right solution, maybe it would make more sense to spend a few months going through a lot of these rapid cycle learning sessions, plan, do, study, act, try something small and learn. Again, you're not doing these cycles to fix the world tomorrow. To have the one idea, the magic silver bullet that gets rid of all of your problems. But what you're trying to do is learn. So you'll go out and you'll test something one time on one day and you will now know more than you ever knew before about how this works in the real world um, in terms of making improvement. And that's great. It's supremely powerful. Um, if you're a leader within healthcare, the other thing that this does, as you go out there and you try these things one at a time, you get feedback from the actual frontline people that have to do this work and do this, this uh, information. The job of improving ultimately is theirs. And what you'll find when you do that and you do things incrementally and you incorporate feedback from the people doing the work, you, one, develop a better product at the end. You'll actually have something that works a whole lot better because it's been field tested a little bit. It's actually met the system. It's met the patient. It's met the site of care delivery in its development. So you come up with a better product, but two, you also start to gather people into the improvement process and you get them really committed and focused on this. Um, and when you get people engaged and committed into one of these things, and, and we can talk about engagement, I guess you kind of, kind of hear some people I know yelling at me going like, engagement's not the goal. Um, although I, I would disagree with that. Engagement might be the goal. Um, or, you know, buy-in's not the goal. Buy-in's just one step above terrorism. Um, and, and that's fine. We could argue semantics on that. But you're gathering people into the process. You're enrolling them in making an investment into making this better. And as you do that over and over again, you start to long-term develop a culture of improvement, and the world is your oyster at that point. Uh, so that's kicking or sticking. That's how we study this stuff. So you go out, you come up with a change idea, you implement it, you do a tiny, tiny test. What's the smallest test that I can do to test out my proof of concept, and I come back and I analyze that information, and then I make a couple of decisions. Sticking with it, scaling up, sticking with it, just going to try it a few more times because it wasn't totally clear, abandoning it because it was the wrong idea. Now we know one way not to do this, and we'll go try to find a few other ways. Or take the thing that we had. There was some merit to our idea, but it didn't meet the ground the way we thought it was going to. So we're going to have to go back, and we're going to have to retool it. We're going to have to adopt it. Uh, not adopt it. Adapt it. That other word. They sound too similar. So that's it for today. 
Uh, in episode eight, we're going to talk a little bit about how to uh, push for scale on these things, how to really scale these things up once you start generating a lot of small tests to change. The path towards implementing a new plan towards standardizing a procedure for improvement will become apparent. It can't just be small tests to change with a couple of people forever. Uh, and we'll discuss that a little bit. Well, we're into the second half here. Uh, I can actually kind of see the finish line coming up on this thing. And I'm also working on having a few other types of ways that this podcast works out um, in terms of interviews and some other things. So hopefully more to follow. Uh, it's a brand new year. I have no idea when you're listening to this, uh, but I'm recording it the first week of 2023. And I've got a a lot of ideas about how to improve this podcast, not only in its content, but also in my performance on it. Hopefully some of those things will start to become apparent as we go on. So uh, until next time, happy improving, get going on your PDSAs, and we are going to talk about how to scale these things into larger projects on the next one.